Welcome to another episode of Mutual Growth, a podcast by Penn Community Bank. I'm your host, Aaron Clark. Eggs, butter, flour, staples for any baker, but not all. Today, I'm joined by Tony Lorraine, founder of Dr. Brownies, to talk about her mission to help people taste the sweeter side of life through plant-based vegan and gluten-free baked goods. In our conversation, we discuss Tony's 30-year journey from restaurateur to doctoral candidate, what inspired her to pursue plant-based baking, and how she hopes her business can shift what job training programs look like in the future. After the show is over, be sure to check out the show notes and links to resources at pencommunitybank.com slash podcast. Hey guys, it is yours truly, Tony Lorraine for Dr. Brownies. You know, one of the things, Aaron, I, you know, really talking about your journey as an entrepreneur, I think a, a lot of us have varied paths, right? And and how that intersectionality and all those experiences really fuel your journey and your entrepreneurial path. And so I just like to talk about that because, you know, I, you know, life is very discursive. It's not linear, <laughs> but here we are, man. <laughs> that That's right. Well, I think that's a perfect spot to, to dive in. I know on the website, you talk about a 30-year journey that's taken you everywhere from food trucks and culinary instruction to a doctoral candidate. Can you just introduce yourselves and kind of take us through that uh, that journey, as you call it? Wow. You know, this journey expands, you know, two countries and, well, actually the world. You know, I've traveled a bit, but, um, you know, growing up, there was a lot of trauma in my household a lot of trauma. And so I'm going to ask you a question and, you know, anyone listening, when is the last time you saw someone eating a dessert mad? It's a good question. Just had my daughter's birthday last night. Everyone was pretty happy to be eating that cake. So that's a good, that's a good point. Exactly. <laughs> because I've never seen anybody mad eating cake. Right. And so baking was an outlet for me. Baking gave me solace and baking allowed me to make people happy because I wanted the trauma to stop. I wanted all of the conflict to stop. So I really uh, went inward and just started baking. And I don't know if, you know, I'm of a certain age, which will be 49 this year. And, um, you know, there are some cabinets we call Lazy Susans. And so I used to literally bake and hide cakes in the lazy suits. <laughs> Man, listen. But, uh, you know, one of the things, so when I started baking, I think I was around seven. However, you know, it's always served the purpose of my life. And, in, you know, even when I left home at the age of 14, um, I was still baking. I was still baking. I was still baking and selling cupcakes and candies and all of that. And I think around, I'll say 30 years ago, when I had my first son, um, I was living over top of an Italian deli. And when living over top of that deli, I used to go downstairs and always give the, the, the owner cakes. So I'm like, hey, try this, try this. And he says, hey, I want you to make a cake and you make a bakery here. <laughs> Sal, rest his soul. And uh, so that was actually the first, he gave me a whole case and I started my first little bakery within an Italian deli, which was really unheard of at the time here. And it was here in Upper Darby. So yeah, that's like how I started, um, you know, my first bakery shop. So yeah, that's, that's, that's step number one. You know, that was the first bakery, but you know, 
really, you know, coming into Dr. Brownie's fast forward, what happens is I have uh, six kids and I have five sons and one of them is vegan. And during the pandemic, he said to me, mom, you know, I really would like your brownies because I used to make these really fancy brownies and I only, only make them during the holiday time. And he was like, I really would like your brownies, but you need to make them vegan. I was like, well, that's not my problem, sir. <laughs> you need to figure that out. And he was like, mom, you're a chef, figure it out. And so it took me a year of recipe development to find something that I was proud of. And because uh, I had that year of beta testing, I was giving out, you know, I was driving back and forth to New York because most of my girlfriends live there and I'm giving out brownies. I'm sending this brownie to Texas and I'm like, how does this taste? And, and then here we go. I found something that I like. That, so. so that was kind of the moment where it clicked and maybe you thought there's something uh business-wise here that extends on that experience you had with the, the bakery case in the Italian deli, uh, and now you're, you're cooking vegan brownies. So kind of walk us through how did the, the business decision uh, to create a Dr. Brownies begin? So during that year of beta testing, um, yeah, well, I taught pastry arts at Phil Abundance for five years. And so um, all of that culinary experience that I had really helped fuel. And I had gotten my MBA from St. Joe's in 2016, I graduated. So business degree, I, you know, I have a, another business degree from Gwinnett Mercy. And so during this doctoral program, we had, we were first on, we were first on the ground. And when the pandemic hit, we went online. Mm -hmm. And so now here I am, I'm home and I'm, you know, doing my doctoral work and, but I'm doing it three o'clock in the morning. And I was like, I want something sweet. And I was still trying to develop this brownie. And I said, you know, hmm, the next day I went to the supermarket. I said, you know, let me, let me where's the brownies at? And I literally went into the supermarket section of about five different supermarkets here. And I realized that it really wasn't any refrigerated brownie mix that I could scoop. Like I could scoop like the, you know, the Toll House cookies. I'm mm -hmm. like, why is that? That that makes no sense to me. And so it started to, the, the wheels started to churn like, hey, hmm. even though I'm selling retail ready-made brownies, I feel like that there's a market for the brownie mix itself without having to add any water, any oil or anything of that nature. And then to find out that it wasn't even uh, a non-plant-based, you know, uh, formula on the market really just shocked me. And I said, you know, we're, we're, we're going to do this. This is what we're fitting to do. <laughs> when it comes to, I mean, you mentioned certainly, you know, the, the, the pre, the pre-mix um, or, or even baking from scratch, as you, you know, said, you kind of started doing. When people think of baked goods, they often think of flour and eggs and butter and kind of those standard baking items. As you've gone through this process of kind of substituting some of those out, following this this plant-based and, and vegan goal that you were you were setting, um, how how have you been able to to sell that concept to people of hey, this is a non-traditional brownie, but it tastes just as good, if not better? Can you walk us through that? Because I don't know that many people are thinking about that. So I tell people, first of all, I eat meat. <laughs> My son is vegan. <laughs> My co-founder is vegan. Um, so one of the things that, you know, people who know me know that I, because I also had a restaurant, you know, I've had two restaurants in three different countries. So um, I've had restaurants before. So people know me and they trust that, you know, I, 
I can cook or bake or whatever I'm doing, I can do it well. And so how I sell that is first of all, I let people taste. I'm like, oh, would you like a brownie? You know, do you have any soy allergies? You know, because I always ask that, you know, do you have any allergies or any, of any kind? And they're like, no, I'm like, oh, taste. They're like, oh, this is good. I'm like, you know, that is plant-based. They're like, what is plant-based? It's vegan. Vegan? What? And I'm like, see, for flexitarians like myself, we're trying to lessen the impact on the environment, use less processed stuff. It was like, you really don't have any eggs. No eggs. I'm, I didn't harm any chickens. I didn't, I didn't milk any cows. I didn't do any of that. And they're like, for real, I'm like, and that's when the conversation starts. Because most of my clients are flexitarians that are people who still eat meat who are trying to either make the transition or just want to lessen their consumption. And I think that the reason why I use the word plant-based because it's non-invasive. When you use the word vegan, vegan right. and you know, my son is vegan. And so it could be a little bit pretentious at times and a little intimidating at times for some, some people, even including myself, because I really felt like, you know, coming into this, you know, area, like how can I own this when I'm not vegan? And over time, I really began to develop other recipes outside of my brownies, and I began to change my eating habits. And I'm like, wow, this is not as hard as I thought. Awesome. Well, taking kind of all that knowledge, certainly your background, but what you're working on now, is there anything coming up in the future, anything that you're hoping that Dr. Brownies can kind of take on? Any new projects or, or initiatives that you, that you want to point to? So right now, one of the things is that because I, you know, we, we're very small, you know, we don't, it's like two of us. <laughs> uh, I'm hoping to, you know, expand our sales, but, but expanding our sales, but not just a lot of people look at expanding their sales. Like we need the money. Money isn't everything. What happens is I want to reduce recidivism. And reducing recidivism is really important. And also eco-friendly sustainability is really important. So what I want to do, uh, it, it, it's in the future, but when we open our first store, we will build a second chance employer. And that's really important because when I was at my one of my previous positions as a chef, all of my students were returning citizens. And so really making Dr. Brownies a um, a hub for returning citizens to really under, to learn some plant-based baking. Think about it. You know, it's a new, it's not so much new, but it's really spreading across, you know, all genres of plant, you know, of, of food that people want plant-based items. And so really have, helping returning citizens because the hospitality industry is the only industry that is as for, is more forgiving than others for returning citizens. So that is really important. So that's an initiative. So I'm looking to partner with um, people who already work in the returning citizen sector to, you know, hire from that sector. Yeah. Amazing. Certainly a, a big picture beyond just a, a tiny brown, right? And, right? I, and I know that was part of your pitch when it came to Startup Bucks. So the bank's connection to, to you and, and your, uh, your business here was as you went to Startup Bucks for their Bucks Built program. Can you just tell us about what that process was like and what kind of intrigued you about uh, um, going to them? So I actually got to Startup Bucks through uh, Venture Cafe Philly. 
Um, it was an introduction and I, they have this 30, I, I, I don't want to chop up the name, but it's a Wednesday morning meeting and, and businesses can pitch. And so I went in and just listened, just to listen. And I was just intrigued. I was like, wow, this is something bad. And, and I was just listening to these, and then I was looking, the most valuable thing wasn't the pitch. It was the feedback from people from different sectors. So if you're familiar with design thinking, design thinking is basically throwing everything on the wall and see what sticks. And so that's how the creative mind like mine works. And so when I saw that, I'm like, okay, so you can pick these nuggets, pick these nuggets. And so when uh, during that pitch, um, afterwards, we were able to, you know, have conversation. And so I started having a conversation with John Mercer, who's the president. And he was like, hey, you know, we have many different opportunities and, um, you know, take a look at their website. I started looking at the website. I was like, hey, I definitely want to be a part of this community, man. And so when they, when uh, I guess a couple of weeks later, then the uh, pitch came around and he was like, it's fueled by Penn Community Bank. And I was like, awesome sauce. Let me see where I land. And here I am. Yeah. So, so as you mentioned, you know, the, the bank, it was, was, excited to give grants as part of that program for some of the applicants and certainly Dr. Brown is being one of them. What, what is that? What are those funds being used towards? What, how are they advancing the mission or, or the product or the sales? What we've, what we've covered here. So first, the first thing I did is that I got a, um, a, a huge quantity of uh, containers. So yeah, really the containers to pack. The, so I actually have with Dr. Brownies, we have a cookie mix as well. Because anything that I use for the brownie, I would like to sell. Mm -hmm. So we got a huge, we got a, a, a nice wholesale deal on uh, you know some containers, but I also actually have a social media manager who will start working on, you know, uh, the social media to, to promote, you know, once we, and then I, it also paid for uh, a graphic designer as well to design our label. So we're waiting, we're, we're it's, it's patiently waiting for a label. <laughs> We're patiently waiting. I can't wait for the label design. So once we get the label design and then we can probably, you know, get into print and then the social media manager will kick in and do their thing. So I'm excited to have used the grant money wisely and I just can't wait to see where it lands. And we're and we're excited to see how it gets put to use and what the final product is as well. Um, your, your background, kind of your story is so interesting. The mission of the, the company is beyond interesting if you had to package it all up and you could give advice to whether it was an aspiring entrepreneur a business owner that's already there that's looking at how do they how do they make this more fulfilling what, what advice would you have you know I, it's, it's funny I did a live yesterday and I was in employment meeting mall and I said you know for any entrepreneur for any small business owner make sure you pivot pivoting, pivoting and collaboration. Um, just over this past weekend, I collabed with a restaurant, um, another a chef friend of mine, and really just he, he sold one product and I sold mine. He had his following, I had my following. That collaboration is really important, just like the collaboration with me and the community. You know, that collaboration is really going to elevate your business and it's really important. And I use the word uh, relationship currency, you know, because we deposit every day into our relationship bank. And so you have to leverage 
that relationship currency because that's the only way you're going to scale and that's the only way you're going to sell and that's the only way you're going to have longevity is to have that you know make sure you collab with others and and make sure you deposit into your relationship currency there's times when I have, I, like Monday was the day that I literally caught up with people that I haven't caught up with months and months. And I just said, hey, you know, I was busy. I, I just wanted to touch base with you. I was been really busy. And people were like, Don't, we know you were busy. We saw you on Instagram, <laughs> we know. But I said, I just wanted to make sure I continue to cultivate that relationship because it's truly important. That's great advice for businesses or just for us as uh, members of a society, right? To check right. in and, and building those relationships and maintaining it. great advice right there. Well, I'm sure everyone that's listening, that's watching is their stomach is grumbling. Their, 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 their sweet tooth is, uh, has cravings. Where can folks go to, to learn more about you, your team, the business and Dr. Brownies and maybe place an order? No. Listen, they can always come to drbrownies.com. Um, and listen, one of the things that uh, you'll find on our website is a, our Jamaican not beef beef patty. It is a plant-based beef patty. So if you're not familiar with a Jamaican beef patty, you need to get familiar with it. So it's similar to an empanada. And so it's sweet and savory. So you can order some brownies and you can order some patties at the same time. And it's, it's a phenomenal, com you know, combination. So they, you know, they're more than welcome. And then, you know, we also have a food truck. Our food truck uh, will be in um, Southwest Philadelphia starting in September, Thursday, Friday, Saturday uh, from 11 to 7 on Elmwood Avenue. I'll post that, you know, on our social media sites. But most of the time in the evening, we are in Fishtown. We are usually on Frankfurt Avenue in Fishtown, man. And, uh, but you could always order online 24 hours a day. <laughs> can't, can't beat that, can't beat that. Well, Tony, thank you so much for hopping on today. We're really excited to get the word out about Dr. Brownies. Please keep in touch if there's anything that we can do to help or to, to spread the word. And we look forward to seeing what comes next, all right? Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate Penn Community Bank, Aaron. I appreciate you. is the official podcast of Penn Community Bank, member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. It is produced for the benefit of current and prospective customers and partner organizations. This program is provided solely for educational and entertainment purposes. The information contained herein is based on sources believed to be reliable, but is not represented to be complete and its accuracy is not guaranteed. The opinions, views, and estimates expressed are those of the presenters at the date of production and are subject to change without notice. Please email marketing at pennecommunitybank.com regarding booking or repurposing any part of this podcast.